We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into episode 136 of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. Uh, on the show today, we're going to talk some Indiana. Uh, I feel like we have to. I've been getting I've been getting hammered. Um, Tom Allen was let go on Sunday, and so as we record this on Tuesday, Indiana does not have a head coach as the contact period. Is set to begin, and uh, <laughs> you gonna do it already? <laughs> and then there's just some of the stuff that's breaking today is just wild. Bobby Petrino in the mix to be the offensive coordinator at Arkansas. You may remember that Bobby Petrino was once the head coach at Arkansas. He was fired with cause from the University of Arkansas. Um, I guess that was in fourteen. Is that when that was? 13, 14, somewhere in there? His last year, he got fired before at Arkansas before uh, 12 because when That's we went right. there in 12, that That's was right. uh, Y'all John won the Smith. game at Little Rock. Yep. So Walk off field goal. He was fired in 2012. Yeah. He was that, fired in the offseason. Right. Some, summer of 2012. Yeah. Yeah. For a, uh, a motorcycle accident. Had a squad, by the way. He did. He was good. If he would have been back that year, that would have. They, I thought that they were because in the year before that was it twenty eleven, mm-hmm. they were probably the third best team in America behind LSU and. Yeah, that was a year where they were legitimately very very Alabama. good, and they were the third best team in the West just because the West was Alabama LSU played for. It. Yeah, they were amazing. Yeah, that was the only two games they lost. At yeah, that was the year that. Um, that was the year that they beat Ole Miss here, and I had picked Arkansas to win forty nine to ten, and it was closer than that. And, Houston Nutt very famously said, wasn't no 49 to 10, was it, Neil? What was the final score? I don't remember. It was just closer than that? Ole Miss had a lead, and Arkansas came back and <clears throat> won by a couple scores. I don't remember the exact score. I just remember the post game. Yep. I remember the press conference afterward, and I came home, and I remember telling Laura, I said, you know, this is either going to be a good thing 
or it's time to go. <laughs> there were many, many times that I told her in the first, oh, I don't know, 10 years that I was here, we need to leave. <laughs> we really need to leave. That was, that was one, that fall, I was like, this, this is, it, we need, we need to get the hell out of here. This is not going to work. Passionate fan base, man. He was, uh, he did not like me at ah, all. Of, right. uh, oh no. Of all the people that I've ever covered, I think he is the one who disliked me the most, which is kind of interesting because I really never had like a thing with him. Well, how do you know he disliked you? Oh, we told, told multiple people oh, that okay. I quote, I was bad for the program. Okay. Well, that will do it. <laughs> You do think people don't like you sometimes, and I don't think that that's genuinely the case. You're you're a very likable human being. Nah, you really are. Nah, I, I almost have gotten where I just prefer it this way. <laughs> okay, but I, mean, <laughs> I just you gotta are. keep my stay stay in my I little, have stay rarely, in my little ca- I have, cocoon. I have in the rare case, I don't know of anybody that ha- like meets you and talks to you and goes, "Yeah, he's an asshole." No, that's tr- if anything, I'm not mean enough. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, it's definitely true. All right, uh, let's talk Indiana. They don't well, have, hang on. Let's talk. Oh, we got, we got we, to talk about our guys first because I just saw my guy Bob we do our stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to. Uh, meant to do. And that. I'm and I'm going hardcore on you today. I'm trying to prep up for Thursday. I'm having kind of a multi multi file day, <laughs> and so I'm I'm a little lost. Brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram. At Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I'm rocking Neil with a, the old peach in a can. The peach nectarine rainstorm. Yeah. Really, uh, it's, it's good stuff, man. I Got love it. North Louisiana peaches? No, Chilton County peach. Chilton County peach. And I saw my guy Bob Ricardo already in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. And just to remind everybody, it's Cyber Week flash sale at Cooper Chevrolet, Buick, and Anniston. We've slashed over a dozen new Chevy Blazer SUVs, $5,500 off MSRP for this week only. You can go to cooperschevrolet.com to check it out and get this week's sales. The the sale ends December the 4th. Make sure you call 256-236-4481, 256-236-4481, and tell them that McCready and Siski sent you. We're also brought to you by Twisted Tea. Tell you about Twisted Tea uh, a little later in the show. I will tell you that if you're ready to elevate your college football game day experience, you should check out Twisted Tea. It's your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Speaking of college football, we started with Indiana. Let's get into it. Who's the Who's the next head Hoosier? Yeah, well, here's what I figured. I figured I'd do some reporting today since it seems like, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, we have some interesting people that watch our show and listen to our show. Mm-hmm. And um, quite frequently, especially when it comes to this coaching search stuff, we have a lot of reports and names come out when we just mentioned them on this on this podcast that come out and uh, I know of three that listen to the show. Are that, you saying we're being aggregated? Yes, but we don't we don't get the credit. We need to get one of those like credit things, you know, where they give credit to, but we don't get the credit. They just report it as their own information. So I figured we'd break some news to all you people out there listening, <laughs> so you can do this. Um, I got this. We'll call this names to watch, or if you want if you want to do it, names that are going to be on the first interview. How about that? Okay. All right. First one's going to be Paul Christ. Former okay. Wisconsin head coach. Yeah, I can see okay. that. Former okay. Pitt head coach. Okay. Um, he's being interviewed. Sean Lewis. Yeah. Sean Lewis. The Joker went out and saw Sean Lewis and said, you got to get the hell out of here. And he said, you know what? You're right. Um, isn't it funny that uh, he didn't demote anybody, but both the guys that he quote-unquote demoted are leaving. That's funny how that works out. Uh, but Sean Lewis, the current, I guess he was the OC. Sean Lewis is a hell of a ball coach. 
He was in the MAC before that as a head coach at, right? at Kent State. At Kent State, right? And did a great job. He's a good head coach. Who um, coached against him before? His guys. Are, I, I like the culture he builds. Always thought he was a good head coach. Um, think he'll do a good job. He would be a good candidate. Uh, Jason Candle, the head coach at Toledo, done a fantastic job at Toledo. I mean, his name has come up eight hundred and forty-seven thousand times over the years. Has been quiet for a while. Yeah, he was. He was hot for a while. Real hot, and, and then his name cooled off a little bit, and now he's, now he's back. Yeah, he's. I think they're ten and one, if I'm not mistaken. They're in the, they're eleven they're, one. They're playing for uh, playing for the MAC championship yeah. on Saturday as a ranked team. I think they're ranked twenty third, twenty fourth in the country. Yep, he's doing a good job. Uh, he's going to interview um, Justin Fry, the offensive line coach at Ohio State. He's okay. got Indiana connections from there. Went, I think went to school there. Okay, um, he's a guy. Here's a name. Right oh, up the road. This is one that makes a lot of sense. Right up the road, Ryan Silverfield at Memphis. So here's what I can tell you about Memphis right now. They're about to get gutted. He's done a fantastic job this season at Memphis. They're a really good team. I watched them on Saturday against uh, Temple. They're, they're, they're solid. Yeah. He's got a lot of good players. He's done a good job recruiting. But Tyler, their NIL, I'm told, in total is less than a million dollars. Yeah. And so you're going to get gutted. and. It's going to be this is I mean I'm not going to go to my soapbox on this. People people don't like to hear it. They 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 don't want to hear that that the whole sport is screwed up right now. It's their <laughs> it's their sport and I get it. You love it. You no one wants you to go, "Hey, your kid, man, he's a mess." Like you want <laughs> Did that come through your headset? Uh no, it's on my phone. Uh, on my phone. I just I got, some, alert. I got some notifications just in case things go down. I'm ready to go. I'm a little, little, little. That was wild. I didn't know what the yeah. hell was going on. Um, nobody wants to hear that your child's messed up, that they're horrible, that they're disruptive, right? You want to hear, hey, I love, I love teaching, coaching your kid, right? That's what you want to hear. Well, right now, the people that the parents of college football are hearing, your kid's an absolute train wreck of a disaster right now. Yep. And so if you're a coach and you're at a place like Memphis and you got a chance to get out, personally, I think you have to leave. I admire you if you stay, but I don't judge you if you bolt. I, not at all, because I don't know that at a place like Memphis, for example, when you get gutted, okay, now you got to kind of go through the cycle again. So if your name's hot, it's not like next year. If if next year, let's say Ryan Silverfield, and Ryan, if you're listening, I'm not wishing this on you. If you they go five and seven. He didn't suddenly become a bad coach. He didn't forget how to coach from this year to last year, next year. I mean, I'm assuming, good Lord willing, there wasn't like some head trauma or something. He, he didn't forget how to coach. No. But he got gutted. And so he had to go get a bunch of players, probably young dudes, and he had to go through the build process again. So he cools off a little. You have a chance to... You had a chance to strike, strike. It was why for a little while, the whole deal, like when John Summerall's name was coming up with Mississippi State, I liked John a lot. And I was like, man, I hope he doesn't do that because that's going to take a minute. And after a while, I started seeing what was happening in the landscape of college football where the the G5s are just getting gutted. And then the power fives are the kids, and I don't blame the kids a bit. The kids are holding them hostage. Like, okay, you know, I have still have my transfer. If I'm any good, I can float my name out there. Let's go on a bidding war. I've got a free agency. So that's happening. I, I, by the end, I was like, you know, John, if you can get the Mississippi State job, I, I think you should take it. Get your payday. I'll tell you two reasons it makes sense. If I was advising him, which I'm not, and I got friends on that staff, close friends. I haven't talked to him about it and won't. Um, but if I was advising him, here's the deal. 
that Memphis, right, wrong, or indifferent, you had Mike Norvell. Now you got Silverfield that's giving you two really – they have a very high uh, bar right now. Mm-hmm. And just exactly what you're saying, you're a, a transfer, a good player or two getting taken from you, you drop below that bar. Well, they're going to lose more than two. two. He, he's been there, what, this is his third or fourth year? Something like that. And then all of a sudden you go into year five and you have a dip. Now you're going to be on the hot seat. This and, is his fourth because he replaced Norvell. Mike when he left to go to Florida yeah. State. So then you have that dip in year five, and then you know how it gets in this business. You know, once you reach that, here's the new college football. If you make it three years and you decide to stay past the third year, any year after the third year that you have a dip, your ass is on the hot seat. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, so you've given the same advice I would. Yeah. And I'd take it. Here's the other kicker he's going to Indiana. He's got a lot of dudes on that football team. They've done a great job. Great job. And to right year, hey, What's to keep him from going to Indiana and pillaging Memphis himself and taking him to Indiana with him? Sure. You know, so that would be a good fit. Uh, last one, Tom Herman. Tom Herman. Yeah. So uh, those are the guys He's there. He's done a really good, really good job at FAU. Yep. So those will be the guys. So that, you left a name out that obviously people are going to know that we left it out. <laughs> and it makes Who sense. Who was that? Kane Womack was former defensive coordinator there, uh, coached with Tom. Obviously, he's at South Alabama now. I would – his name has come up with it in, in published reports. Yep. Um, I think his name's come up in it. Um, I think I, I, I feel comfortable with these six names right now. Um, look, I think Kane would do a great job um, there. He knows the landscape, the whole deal. It makes sense from the Indiana side. You know, Kane's in that Kane's in that kind of that John Summerall deal. He's got uh, most of their good players. And when I say they're difference makers and they're good players at South or younger. Um, they will be back. I think he's more he's more excited about the future there. I think he can win there. Um, and look, I mean, they, he's got a good situation there. Um, oh, sure. They're going bowling again. Good facilities, a lot of support. Yeah. Yep. Um, back-to-back bowl games for the first time in school history. I mean, he's got, a, he's got a lot going for him. And he's still really young, got plenty of time. If he – Indiana's a tough gig, man. It's a tough gig. Sure. And he would have to make the decision, does he want to take that shot now? Um, But they also are, I mean, him, John, everybody's aware of the situation. Just exactly what you just explained with John a second ago. It's like if you asked the same question a year ago, hell no. Now it turns into, well, we're getting getting gutted. And again – We'll talk about this in a minute. I mentioned it yesterday. I think there's a likelihood of multiple SEC jobs opening up next year. And his name would be on the short list at all those places of people that you just have to talk to when you're doing your when you're doing your search. I will say this, and if you look at the list, it kind of fits the mold here. If I am Indiana, I'm hiring a group of five head coach that has players that can come with him. Mm-hmm. because a group of five player moving up is going to be cheaper in the portal than the other way around. And that's it, a good list right there. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't know Jason Candle, but I've seen the job that he's done. I've never met him. I've talked to him a couple of times, but very, I've talked to him. We uh, scheme. Um, he was real good friends with Bryant Vincent when we were at South. And so we talked a little bit about some scheme stuff. He's really sharp, but I've never talked, had really a lot of conversation after that one meeting we had. Um, but I was really impressed. You That's to, a good list. You ought to sit down with them, have a twisted tea. It's unlike any hard beverage you, you or he have ever had before. 
It's made with real brewed tea. It packs a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. So there's no need for either you or Jason to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're uh, tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football, your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences with Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Had a couple super chats. Uh, TJ, thank you very much. He says, can you guys do a hand-raised guys version of this show in the future? Maybe one episode a week or every other week. Where we open up the phones and all that. Yeah, sure, we can do that. <laughs> that could get dangerous. <laughs> That's probably what they want. <laughs> probably. Would alcohol have to be involved? Uh, it doesn't have to be, but I'm, I'm would, open to it. Yeah, it would. it would be fun. Uh, and then Austin says, thank you, Austin, for the super chat. He says, I'm surprised FedEx doesn't support Memphis Ole Miss. They do. Heavily. Yeah. Heavily. The Memphis job is just a hard job. It's no, he's saying he, he's saying FedEx doesn't support financially Oh, uh, Memphis and Ole Miss. They do heavily. I, I think he's referring to like NIL and such. Well, they do. They do uh, through athletic departments. Right, they right, do. right. Um, I've, seen, I've seen the balance sheet. They do. Yeah, I think people are waiting for some of these companies to dive into the NIL space, and they're scared of it. A little and a bit lot of them are really reluctant to do it because it's. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you here. I know you and I have talked about this for a while. The C Spire deal, right? Yeah. You look at C Spire. Let's say the I don't even know if he's an Ole Miss guy or whoever it is, but you're on C Spire and you go, oh, I'm going to give money. It has to be a personal donation. You can't do anything NIL wise right. that you're not going to do for the other school. Because, you, I mean, I'm just saying, people were really upset, really upset at me about wearing a freaking eggplant purple freaking hoodie the other night. I imagine they'll be a little bit more pissed at a company that that gives money to the to one school or the other. Is your wrist recovered from all the cowbell ringing? You know, I, still I, a little I got, sore. I got cowbell elbow. Do you? Or is it wrist or elbow? It'd be wrist. It right? kind of depends on how you do it. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be funny. Um, all right, let's move on. Speaking of, we were talking about Tom and uh, about Kane and John a second ago. And we brought this up a couple weeks ago. 12 of the 14 Sunbelt schools end up getting bowl eligible. How about that shit? Yeah. I 12 mean, of the 14 schools, the most of any conference, are getting in bowl games. Now, here's the crappy part. Um, I think we're going to end up with some really bad bowl matchups to the point of where you're probably, I've been told this is probably likely, that you're going to see two Sun Belt teams playing each other in a bowl game. Oh, God. I'm being serious. That's horrible. I'm not even joking. They just can't make it fit. Yeah. I mean, they just can't make it fit. You know what I mean? I mean, I kind of hate that for the kids and the coaches. Can that's you imagine? Not, that's not really a reward. I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and uh, I said, can you imagine like uh, our good friends at Georgia State going – Going to the Arizona Bowl and playing App State in the Arizona Bowl, like, hey, you just want to meet up, meet up in Charlotte yeah. or something and play? Yeah. Would that make more sense? <laughs> yeah, you don't just meet halfway and, and go tee it up. Yeah, I don't know. I'd... It's gonna happen probably. Okay, I mean, I, I can't argue. I, I have, I guess, was it Brett McMurphy had a tweet that that the bowl people are really fighting for different teams, and he referred to it as it's it's really just trying to find the tallest midget. 
Oh, it's tough. It, it's really tough um, on that. But I, I just like, you know, literally the only two teams in the Sun Belt that did not get bowl eligible were your Monroe Warhawks yeah. and Southern Miss. Besides that, every other team got bowl eligible. How about that? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. A lot of parity in that league. We um, were really close, though. Not really. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were right. We were right there. <laughs> not really. And speaking of all that, I got to give a big shout out here. Got to give a big shout out here. My man, Richard Rodriguez, has the Jacksonville State Gamecocks going bowling. Yeah. James Madison going bowling after all the court cases and yeah. all the bullshit. Now, they can't play in a conference championship game. Right. But they're, they're, the way it was worded is, and I knew this, I just thought there were going to be more. Um, I got a text from a Jacksonville State coach the other day. It says, I've never pulled for Ole Miss more in my life. That used to work at Ole Miss. He says, I've never pulled for Ole Miss more in my life than the Egg Bowl because they were trying to keep uh, State out. Because right. if State had won, they would have gone <laughs> yeah. bowling. Yeah. He goes, I've never pulled for more five win te- pulled against more five-win teams in my life. <laughs> um, but they're, they're going to get in. James Madison and uh, Jacksonville State both are going to get in a bowl game. And I think that's – dude, Rich Rod's done a hell of a job there, man. And, and obviously um, – Signetti's done a great job at James Madison, so it was good for those guys. Um, Will Hall, Chip Kelly, and Dave Aranda all survived, uh, I guess, Black Monday. Will's going to make some changes on offense and defense. The only reason I'm bringing this up, Neil, is I'm really pissed for Will Hall. Really pissed. Okay. You can't go cut his nuts three weeks into the freaking season and then not make the change. You've literally given him you've you've screwed him in recruiting. Screwed him. Uh, I, I said I, I said this in September. That's why I mean, you don't yeah. say that without if you're gonna make a change, cool, but like just completely cut his nuts and then bring him back. So now he's got I mean, imagine And it's not like they got a bunch of NIL money, they can go just go buy a bunch of kids. I just that that's that's just bad business. That, that pisses me off on that one for for him that that happened. It's even worse now. It was bad at the beginning. It's worse now. Um, Chip Kelly, I think it came down to when they realized that how much commitment it was going to make, and it did not go with it. Um, that was there, and then Dave Aranda having to make a bunch of changes. Yeah, I'm guessing UCLA had a come to Jesus moment where somebody said, "All right, who are we getting that's better than Chip Kelly?" No, I, they made calls. I know. <laughs> they made I calls. I know. That's what I'm saying. And they were like, no, thank you. And they were like, oh, shit. Right. Oh, we really didn't mean that report to go out. That's what happened. Well, sometimes you got to look in the mirror. You should look in the mirror, though, before you start telling no, there's, there's the no media question. that you're making a change. There's no question. Because now they've, 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 they've cut him as he gets ready to go into the Big Ten. I mean, just what are we doing? I've said this many times. You you're know gonna, my. You're you giving me the smart thing. You know where I'm going. <laughs> just because someone has a title doesn't mean they're smart. Golly, man, I just don't understand it. It is what it is. All right, Neil, let's jump into this championship game preview. Okay. All right. All right, Neil. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you on this one. I will go ahead and I'm gonna release my make it rain Thursday strategy. My fourth and thirty-one play. Can I make my fourth and thirty-one play? Sure. Okay, I'm going to be on Alabama's side of the 4th and 31 play, not Auburn's side. <laughs> All right. Um, some changes are going to be happening in Auburn and Alabama, by the way. Um, my 4th and 31 play for Make It Rain Thursday is I'm not picking any college games this week. 
There's, well, how's that work? There's 10 of them. This is how it works. You're going to pick your your five or six college games, and I'm just going to wait till you pick yours. Okay. I'm literally – I don't care what you pick, what side of it you pick. I'm not even looking. I'm not, I'm not even – go the other side? I'm not studying. So, listen, I'm letting everybody know if you've been – I've been doing I've been doing good the last three or four weeks. Don't necessarily go with my um, college picks this week. I am going to study NFL. But college picks, I'm not studying. You could literally – whatever you decide in college, I'm literally going the opposite on every game. So you're saying that if I sit here and go, all right, I'm going to take Oregon minus nine. I'm going Washington plus nine. Simple as that. That's what I'm doing for every college pick this week. It would be a quick show then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've got time. We've got time on Thursday. I'll come up with some bullshit like the Washington Huskies are playing. I'll figure it out, but no, between but that's that's what I'm doing for for Thursday. So have fun picking your games. Okay, I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna stress about it. All right, because if you have a bad week, here's how it works. Let's say you went just like one and four, yeah. against the spread in your five games. You make up the difference. I'd right already there. make it up before we get to right. Sunday. So that's I'm, a good I'm, strategy because if I went eight and two, there's nothing you can do. Well, about there's it only anyway. ten games, right? And so if I pick the ones I really wanted, I'd probably pick on top of you. Yeah. So that's that's going to be the strategy on on the hell the fourth and thirty one strategy for uh for makes, for making rain Thursday makes sense. All right, Neil. Championship game previews. We got New Mexico State at Liberty. Liberty is favored by ten points. This game is in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, they are favored by ten. This is an interesting game. Um, I do. I've watched a ton. I've watched more Conference USA than I can shake a stick at this year. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. New Mexico State has won, I think, eight in a row, eight or nine in a row. They're on fire. Um, Diego uh, Pavia, the quarterback at New Mexico State, is so fun to watch. Uh, Liberty is dynamic. It's at home. It's going to be a, be an interesting game to watch there for sure. Um, Oregon minus nine and a half versus Washington in Las Vegas, Nevada. Big line. Does that surprise you? No. Washington beat them last year. They beat them this year. And yeah. all of a sudden, you're underdogs by nine and a half. Like, I get underdogs, but damn. I think it's just some recency in that here lately, Oregon has looked really, really good. And here lately, Washington has looked like they are on fumes. But, I mean, obviously for Washington, this is a national quarterfinal game. If you win, you're in. They beat Oregon by one point. They're in. Yeah, Washington wins, they're in. And so, yeah, nine feels like a big number. On the flip side, if you're Oregon, you can have no mercy. Oregon has to cover and cover mightily. Yes, if you're Oregon, you have to, if, if you're up 16. I don't think a one-point win against no, Washington no. gets it done. Well, it doesn't guarantee it. Yeah. Not in a vacuum. So if you're Oregon and you're playing this game, what time's that game? That's Friday night. Friday night. You, 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 you got the whole stage to yourself. And you get a chance to blow Washington out, you do it. Yeah. And you're trying to get Bo the, the Heisman. Oh, I can go ahead and tell you. This is can we go ahead and have a moment of silence on the podcast for Grind? And for all of you Auburn fans. Wow. Here okay. We go. Here we go. For all of you Auburn fans, this this should be a lesson. This should be a lesson to all of the fans across America that give quarterbacks shit. They ran this guy out of town by the way they treated him. Ran him out of town. He was terrible. Get rid of his ass. Well, guess what? Next Saturday night at about 545, he is going to be walking across the stage collecting the Heisman Trophy. 
the Heisman Trophy. Strike up the band. Can you believe that? Give them hell, give them hell. Oh, well, yes, I, I was just <laughs> ignoring. I couldn't, I couldn't. Hey, by the way, this I was listening to your show this morning mm-hmm. coming in, and you kept talking about Bottegetta, Bottegetta. Nobody does the Bottegetta chant. Only at the ball game. The cheerleaders do it at the ball game. That's it. Whatever. It's still War a re- Eagle. Now that's a, that's a, that's what everybody says. War Eagle's a good. It's a good song. Great song. When you walk around campus and everybody's War Eagle, War Eagle, War Eagle. Every campus has War that. Eagle. It's Roll Tide. It's Hotty Toddy. It's all of them. Go dogs. <laughs> you think they walk around the Georgia campus barking at each other? A hundred percent. No way. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No. I'm just joking. Um, it's not even happy birthday. It's War Eagle. I have, no matter, I have anxiety. when. Good people, morning, War Eagle. No matter what situation I'm in, even when I was at Auburn, playing, I have anxiety when people greet you like that. It gives me anxiety. Yeah. It, it really does. It kind of cringes me up a little bit. Yeah, I don't care what your thing is. Bad. You can have the coolest saying ever. It just cringes me up a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to walk across the stage as the Heisman Trophy winner. And all the Auburn fans ran him out of town. He sucks. He's no good. Get him out of here. He's not for us. He can't win a game. Well, guess what? He can win a Heisman Trophy. So I, I kind of I'm pulling I, at this point in time. I think Jaden Daniels deserves it. But I hope, just so I can just give all the Auburn fans shit. I hope Bo Bo wins it. Well, that's why I think Bo's a real chance to win it because look, the ballots. I'm a voter. The ballots just came out this week. We just got the ballots. And most people will do what I will do, and that is watch Friday night. We will watch Friday and Saturday, and then I will get up Sunday morning and cast my ballot. But here's the thing, and this is why Bo's going to win the Heisman Trophy. I really do think so. As long as he doesn't shit in his Easter basket on Friday night, he's the only one playing. Why would he even pull out an Easter basket in December? That would be a weird thing to do. I don't know why. I think that's a Nick Saban saying. It's stuck in my head for some reason. Okay. I think he says shit in your Easter basket or shit. Right now it would be your stocking. Yeah. I think that's what he says. I think that's what <laughs> no one's pulling out their Easster basket. I think that's a saber. I think that's a Sabanism that's been in hammering my head. But he's going to win it because he's on national TV. Everybody's going to be watching Friday night, um, unless you're at the playoff games. And he's going to uh, he's going to get center stage. And Jaden Daniels is not playing. No, he's not. So, all right, Oklahoma State against Texas in Arlington, fourteen and a half points for the long. I'm going to let you in on <clears throat> one of my picks. I think. I think Texas is going to blow the doors off of Oklahoma State because I well, think you're letting them in on both picks. My pick too, <laughs> because I I think two things. One, this is Texas' sayonara to the Big Twelve, and I think you saw a little of their salt last week when they did the so long partner. Did you see the? Yeah, yeah, it was that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> it also showed me we're about tired of all the crap we've taken. This is our last shot at you, and we're going to let it go. And then uh, they're on the same boat. They need a big win. They do. They need a big win because if things get weird, they need to be able to go, hey, we beat Alabama, and look what we just did. We finished strong. We blew out the last few teams we played. Oklahoma State gives up a lot of points. Texas is playing really well right now. And if I'm Texas, I, I just never let my foot off the gas. No, they can't. If They're I playing can, great. If I can get to 60, I do it. Yeah, for sure. You ha- you don't have a choice. And that's the thing. Who was it last week that, that ran up the score and I was like, they had to? Um, somebody did last week. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, was it uh, – I don't remember. Somebody did last week and you saw the coach like, hey, I, had, you know, I didn't have much choice. Um, All right, we got Miami of Ohio versus Toledo. The Jason Candle Toledo 
Are you going to play this game? Uh, it's it's on my list to think about. Well, there's only 10, so. I know. Um, it's it's Toledo minus eight, I think, is the number. Oh, okay. Right, I had right it seven and a half this morning. Yeah, it's, what, it's in that ballpark. Yeah. Um, Toledo's really good. This game typically gets weird, Yeah. the MAC game, because it's such a big game. Uh, at Ford Field. It's at Ford Field. It's, it's time when they get the spotlight. It's usually Friday, right? Uh, it's been Friday in the past. It's been Saturday some, too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't watched Toledo, but a couple of times. But yeah, it's prob- probably probably Toledo and Lanham. It's Saturday morning, eleven o'clock. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Saturday yeah, at eleven. Yeah, they're both they're both good. Mac Mac is very uh, top heavy this year. A um, lot of balance in that league too. The problem the where the Sun Belt had their advantage over the Mac getting so many teams. They're very similar conferences where they were top heavy, but in their out of conference uh, schedules. The Sun Belt did pretty well in their out of conference records, where <clears throat> where they you know the MAC struggled a little bit in out of conference. All right, uh, Boise State. This is going to be this is the the most interesting game for not football reasons out there. Boise State's minus two versus UNLV. You got Barry Odom. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, coach, he, he can't coach football. You remember that? Like, I do. You know, he, he can't coach. In his first year at UNLV, do you know how many people have coached at UNLV trying to become a winner? I mean, just they, they recycle coaches every three years. Every three years for like since I've been alive, they've been changing football coaches. And who is the come save the day? My guy, Barry Odom. Great dude. 
hell of a year. Um, and who are they playing? Boise State, who fired their football coach. So I don't know if I'm pulling more for Barry Odom to win because I like Barry Odom or if I'm pulling for Boise State. So they were so frustrated with their season that they fire their coach in the middle of the year and his team goes on to win the conference championship. I don't know which one I'm more excited. I'm more uh, hoping to win this game. That would have to be a first, right? Yeah, Boise is one team at home and a different team away from home. UNLV's been really strong kind of all, all year. Been, yeah. Been this, this actually, I told Chase the other day, it's been an entertaining game. The... Would it be a first if the coach gets fired and his team goes on to win a conference championship? I, it's got to be close. It's probably happened before, but it's not a it's not, not, it's not a normal it's not, thing. Not a commonality in football, I wouldn't think. You know, on your board yesterday, there was somebody discussing the uh, the Auburn 2017 season. And in that season, they played LSU. Was that the Les Miles deal? Where the loser, it was. Yeah, Les and Gus. Les and Gus, the loser was getting fired. Is that 17? I think it was 17. Okay. The loser was getting fired in that game. Was getting fired. And LSU or LSU, maybe that was 16. Whatever it was, Gus ends up going to the Sugar Bowl that year and he was going to get fired. And the only reason that he didn't get fired was because, remember that one second guy left, the clock ran out when they scored or something? Yeah. Anyway, and that's when Ed takes the LSU team, does good, and gets the job. Yeah. Whatever year that was. That was the year they went after Tom Herman and didn't get him. Yep. Yeah. All right. Game we're here to talk about. Grind says that was 16. 16. Thank you, Grind. I knew it was close. Oh, and then the next year, then next year, 17, he won the West and was number four in the country, finished top 10, but they were going to fire him the year before. So be careful what you wish for. Grind wish he had some, Grind wish he had some mouths on the last few years. <laughs> All right. Georgia minus six. And Atlanta versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. Where are you at in this game, man? Where are you at? What are we doing? Where are you at? I know you've been thinking about it. I have. Right now, my mind is sort of with Alabama and the points. Mm. Um, I know you're betting this game. So I'm just trying to figure out where you're at so I know what side I'm going to be going for. <laughs> so obviously for Alabama, it's, it's, a, it's a quarterfinal game. You have to win. They're not getting in with two losses. I'm not convinced they get in with one if things are weird enough. I'm not convinced Georgia gets in if they lose. Well, I'm not either. And so I was going to go there. Georgia Georgia did the calculated gamble thing last week. Big rivalry game, Georgia Tech. He knew they were better. He knew his team had played three emotional games in a row. They very clearly went, I think we can just pull this off. They sat some dudes, rested some guys. They didn't get all geeked up and jacked up, and they they won. They, they had better players, and they ultimately just won the game. Yeah. And Georgia Tech, to its credit, credit to Brent Key and those guys, did a great job this year. They just didn't have enough. But I got to believe that Kirby and them had been eyeing Alabama for a couple of weeks since the Tennessee game. Yeah. And they know that they got to win. But, man, Bama's been a problem for them. I don't I don't know. In fact, this is probably not a game I will bet. What are you going to do that for? Because I like other games better. 
This, I, I, this is one I feel good. Like, this is a game I feel good about either side I took. I'd be like, okay, I got a chance. Well, yeah. <laughs> either that's, side. Well, that's why I don't want to bet it. That's, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't if I'm if I'm Georgia I don't I don't roll the dice that I've got this spot no matter what because I'm not sure 12 and 1 Georgia without a championship is in especially with the schedule right yeah because at that point their schedule you, they'd look at it and go well what are your good wins okay well you well, yeah, their best win would be Missouri you, your, right your, yeah your wins would be Missouri and Ole Miss Ole Miss yeah and that would be it really cuz Tennessee's not Tennessee's like in the 20s yeah you, I, and I you would have they played Ole Miss, and you would and you would have lost to you would have lost to Bama, mm -hmm. and so I, I I think this is a pretty I mean obviously it's a big spot, and I think Georgia's the better team obviously, but man, Milrow's kind of becoming that dude that just makes plays. Georgia's a little beat up on defense at linebacker and stuff. I just it's kind of a weird spot. It's weird. Um and I'm not one to ever count out your former boss. He's as long as there's a an ounce of oxygen in him, I'm like, I, oh, dude, he's gotta, he's scary. It's I don't see this as a spread game. I think this is a fifty fifty game. I, I there's no I could see either team winning this game by ten or less. You know what I mean? Like I've they know each other obviously so well. It's going to come down to players, not plays. And when you look at the matchups, right, I think this will be the best defense Georgia has played all year. Okay. I think this is the probably the second best defense Alabama's played, maybe the first. Georgia's had some spots on defense. I mean, Kirby's doing that deal, though, where he – I mean, he compared <clears throat> Milrow to Lamar Jackson. Dude, hey, you can say what you want to say. Milrow's been spinning that thing last few weeks now. He, that was a hell of a throw. I mean, he's spinning that thing. Yeah, I know. He's no, he's been really, you know, really good. Did you know you have people on your board that can make that throw? Of course, 10 times? yes, of course. I, so yes. I guess we don't need to call him. We need to find out that guy's name and start comparing him. Whatever his screen name was. Those are the same ones that when a skin flute reb thirty four thirty six. When a guy strikes out three times, like I could hit that guy. Like, no, you yeah, no, no, you no. couldn't. You wouldn't. Hundred Lucas balls. You would have none. You would have no chance at all. That's not to mention that there's you know a hundred thousand people screaming at you. There's there, there were supposed to be three people trying to rip your head off, but they never got close. And uh, millions of people watching you make that play, so that'd be that'd be pretty funny. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, I, dude, I'd have to – I don't know. I could see it going away. If you just put a gun to my head, I think Georgia's the better team. But, dude, a, a play here, play – they can't – they have to play good. I think both teams – if both teams played, like, as good as they can play, Georgia's probably a three-point better team. Um. But I can see somebody like I worry about Alabama being consistent on offense. Yeah, that's my worry. Yeah, if they can't be consistent on offense, this game can get out of hand because Georgia has been. That's one thing they have been. They've been consistent on offense. Now they're going against probably the best defense they've played all year. Yeah, so interesting. Oh, it's definitely that. All right, SMU at Tulane. This game is actually at Tulane. I don't. I don't like when they do this, but it is what it is. Uh, Tulane is a five and a half point favorite against against Rhett Lashley and probably the freshly brand new contract Rhett Lashley yeah. before they go to the ACC next year. I kind of like Tulane here. Okay. SMU has here's the here's the thing is can and they've shown that they can do this when they have to. SMU can score. Um, can Tulane keep up with them? Yeah, you know Tulane's been kind of the 
do what it takes. They've scored points to not score points, kind of do what it I takes. I was really to win. impressed with Tulane defensively against UTSA. They look really good against UTSA. They, they, they kind of had played with their food for a little bit. And then they kind of look back like old Tulane thing, you know, the early season Tulane uh, last week. So, you know, they're getting their best. They're at home. That's going to be a that'll be a tough game from SMU, but um, I, I think it's going to be a good game. All right, App State at Troy. Troy is favored by six and a half. It's a big number. At home, at the vet. Here's to the school we love. We're Trojans, one and all. So I can sing that one too. I, I think. Uh, I, Always I, cheerful. Victory. I think Troy's. I think Troy's going to win. Let us they're, they're playing really well right now. What does he win? Ten in a row? Ten in a row, nine in a row, maybe eight in a row. Yeah. I can't remember when they lost their last one. App State's they lost been to kinda... Kansas State and they lost to who did Troy lose to? Kansas State and somebody else. I'll look it up. They've been talking. sort of all over the place. App State has. They have, but they found a way. Oh, they do. He's that's it's turned into one hell of a program. They have found a way. Um six and a half's a big number. It's a Big number. Who you, what are you? What are you feeling on that one? You gonna play this one? I'm not sure. I'm honestly, I don't know. I I, I don't do this on Tuesday. I, I do it on I do it on Wednesday. Or <laughs> I'm trying Thursday. to get you to commit. You can't figure I'm out the game plan I'm, here. I'm not, no, I'm not committed to anything. I mean, I, there's a couple that I like, but Troy has not lost that since James Madison lost to James Madison sixteen to thirteen on September the sixteenth. Yeah, they've rolled. They have won. They were they beat Stephen F. They lost to Kansas State, so they were one and two to start the season. Yeah. They were ten and two. Yeah, so nine in a row. Yeah, lost their first league game. Kind of makes you wish, you know. John's probably happy that they're not in there, but I wish we could have a James Madison Troy rematch. Sixteen thirteen game. That'd be a good. Be game. a hell of a game. All right, Neil. The Cornhuskers out of Iowa. Excuse me, the Hawkeyes. Come on, man. Out of Iowa. That grow the corn, that won me the money line. They did, and then you're going to insult them. This is probably my game that I really like the most. Okay, which way are you going? I I kind of love Michigan minus twenty three here. I'm not shocked. I have a feeling. I don't know if you noticed this. You take all favorites, so I have a feeling our bet card is going to be all red on your side and all green on my side. Yeah, I, I, I'm. You don't take very many underdogs because underdogs don't usually win. <laughs> um, it's fifty fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate Michigan. Just, just going off. And I, I, I'm not sure Iowa. And we're going to be sarcastic. I, I'm not sure Iowa can move the football on that defense. Did you see their team total is like six and a half? <laughs> I mean, you, if they score one touchdown, listen, there is a bet out there. If they score one touchdown, you win it. It's even odds. Six and a half is their team total. All they have to do is score a touchdown, and you win the bet. It'd be your luck, though. They didn't score the touchdown and the kid would miss the kick. <laughs> or get it blocked or yeah, something. Yeah. But how about that, dude? I, I just A college football game where the, the gamblers of a, the casinos of the world are giving you even odds at six and a half as a team total. You know Jim Harbaugh cannot wait to force that commissioner to hand him the trophy. Mm. The commissioner of the Big Ten is the biggest Iowa fan on planet Earth Saturday night. Mm. He would look at Kirk <laughs> Ferentz and say, Oh, Kirk. <laughs> Here is this beautiful trophy. Let me drop to my knee and present it to you, sir. He would be the happiest person ever. He would be, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your Big Ten champion, 
Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes just be, oh, here's your trophy. All right, what about if Harbaugh, he has to get to Harbaugh, what's this? What's he going to be like? Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this Michigan one. <laughs> Oops, dropped it. All right, can you imagine? Harbaugh's going to have that smile on hey, his I bet, face. I bet, oh by the third, I bet about the third quarter, if they're up like 20-something points in the third quarter, you're going to get a press release. The commissioner has the Wuhan flu. He's going home. Yeah. <laughs> he tested positive in the middle of the third quarter. Did you guys read that bullshit the Washington Post put out about another <laughs> another virus coming through? Well, son of a bitch, the commissioner has it. So he's not... I saw that. we got a rest, um, oh. imaginary, imaginary well, respiratory virus. You know what month it is. <laughs> you know what's next. What are, uh, what are we having next year? Elections, you said? Oh. Ah, imagine that. Oh, that's great. You know, it worked the last time. <laughs> You're wrong. All right. Last one, Neil. The Florida State Seminoles. Neutral field. Yep. Against Louisville. Florida State only favored by two points. Is it down to two? Down to two. It was four and a half at the beginning of the week. It kind of tells you something. <sighs> okay, look, I'm I'm not Mr. Football. I, I don't as I, I don't always know what I'm looking at. Yeah. Okay. I know great when I see it. Okay. And I typically know bad when I see it. I'm also really good at spotting just blah. Okay. Florida State without the quarterback is kind of blah. I mean, I get it. Keon Coleman's a badass, B- bad dude. But if you don't have anybody to get him the ball, he's not so bad. Just throw it in I watched the, I watched the Bengals the other day. <sighs> Jamar Chase is on the field. Jamar Chase is a certified badass. But if you don't have anybody to get him the ball, he's not so bad anymore. Not such a bad man. He is a bad Isn't man. Isn't what Rocky Balboa said to Mr. T? He ain't so to bad. Club, to he ain't so bad. He you, ain't so bad. You're not so bad. He you're not so, so bad. bad. Great movie. That was... Is that Rocky 3? Is Rocky 3. Yeah. It, Rocky was the bomb until... Rocky 3 doesn't age as well as Rocky 4. Rocky 4 is... Great. The greatest. Maybe the best movie ever put on cinema. It's pretty close. It's right up there with yeah. Days of Thunder. The writing on, on Rocky Four is just off the charts. It is, it's up there with Days of Thunder and, yeah, and, and, and Ten Cup for me. Yeah. <laughs> those, were, those were my those were my two. Go- and Tombstone. Yeah, like Rocky Three. The, I mean, top. Spoiler alert. When they have the rematch, <laughs> it's like a really short fight because you can tell the writer's like, you know, this is a stupid yeah. idea. Let's just get this Well, the over writer with. was Sylvester Stallone. So yeah, he's like, this is this bad. Is Let's get this over with. It's probably a reason there was a good little break between three and four. He's like, he had to come up with some kind of, yeah. he's like, hey, this Cold War thing's taking <laughs> off. Let's try the Russians. <laughs> you know who would be the best person in the world hey, to stop the Cold War? Hey, this, this shit worked for Red Dawn. <laughs> yeah. let me, let me, let's try this Rocky Four thing with the Cold War and see if we can have some big Russian that we can take on. But here's the thing I'll say is the, the problem I've got with this game, number one, I've got, if if I'm the okay, if if you if you're if you're the conspiracy theorist and you're the CFP people, this is the game you fix. Yes. Florida State wins convincingly. No, no, no. Louisville wins. See, I think here's the deal. You because you knocked Florida State out. All right. Just get rid of them. We got to move on to life advice yeah. and we're gonna get out of here. But here's my last thing I'm gonna say. Because we were gonna talk about college football playoffs, but we don't have time today. If you're the college football playoff committee, you are praying praying for Washington to win and mm-hmm. Florida State to win, Georgia to win, Michigan to win because you got an out by saying the four undefeated teams yeah, get in. That's true. That's what that's what I was saying like and look where this game is, I think it's the last one. They could have the radios like 
uh, Georgia won. Everybody's undefeated because Washington's Friday night. Hey, Washington won. Michigan won. Psh, holding. Phantom holding calls. <laughs> hey, every time, every time Louisville gets a drive going, we need two consecutive holding calls. Thank you. But if Oregon wins, and then as the day unfolds, look, they're not going to fix a game. But they don't want Florida State in that tournament because Florida State's going to get blown out in the in the final four. Yeah. And they've always been able to avoid chaos. Do they do it again? Do you want chaos or not? I do. That's this is oh, the last question we're going to talk about. Serve it. it up. So chaos, chaos to you. Here would be the chaos situation for you. Here we go. Ready? Oh. Alabama beat Georgia. Alabama beats Georgia. Oregon wins. Oregon wins. Texas wins convincingly. Texas like, like dominates. Looks, looks like the damn 85 Bears. Yeah. Florida State wins. Yeah, Florida and, State wins. And then the Iowa Hawkeyes yeah, beat now, Michigan. Well, now we're getting into fantasy world. That would be chaos. That though. would be awesome. <laughs> that would be the ultimate chaos. Yeah, I, I mean. Just a bunch of one-loss teams and go pick one. Go pick four of the one Now you'd teams. have one loss Michigan, one loss Ohio State, one yeah. loss Alabama, one loss Georgia, one loss Texas, one loss Oregon, one loss Washington. Oh, sign me up, be awesome. Yeah, sign me up for that. But no, it's too much. Right? And you can't put a one loss. You can't say well, they would. They would say Michigan over Ohio State. They, Ohio State's out, regardless. So it'd be well, then Alabama should be out regardless because they lost to Texas. But they they would be a champion. Yeah, that's the difference. All right. Neil, right. let's get the life advice. Life advice. I was is, one uh, minute late. I just want to go on record for you. You did well. You did. I've done as good as I've ever done. I'm you one did. minute late. Life advice is presented by State Farm agent Cole Walters. Is He's licensed in auto, home, life, health, business, and pet insurance for the whole state of Georgia. Contact Cole at 706-525-7850. You can also find him at colewaltersinsurance.com. This was submitted to me via uh, Twitter. All names will be redacted for privacy reasons. It says, uh, life advice, guys. My wife and I are expecting our third child. Congratulations. We have a lot of questions about babies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have two girls and an incoming baby boy. Okay. Our girls have names from my side, the father's side of the, of the family. My wife is an only child and wants to name uh, our one and only male child with a name from her side of the family. I'm 43. This will be my last child. Snip, snip. LOL, he says. While she has some great names, she has stuck to a weak name, and my in-laws are involved. The names she has suggested I do not care for. How should I tell her that those names suck and sound soft? My only male child should have a manly name and not a soft family name. I have two months to figure this out. Seems like the most important of this journey of raising a real man. Love my girls, but it's different this go around, he means. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Can't wait to hear Siski's input. <laughs> I have legitimate input. I don't have funny input. Yeah, no, I mean, well, you may go first. Yeah, I, I, two things quick for me. No, go ahead. Don't tell her the name suck. Number one. Yeah. Don't is. don't go that. No. Bad idea. And don't complain about the in laws. Yeah, but look, the in law thing. They don't get a vote. No, but just don't complain about but, it. But yeah, but 
be understanding of the fact that they're excited and, and want to vote, but they don't have a vote. It's kind of one of those things you're like, you listen to their idea. Yeah. And then you just goes in one ear after the other. Right. Proceed. Oh, you may go? Yeah, go. So he has two daughters. Correct. They have his side of the family name. Is that correct? That is that is the story that I'm being told, yes. So I would allow whatever family name that she wants in the boy and make it his middle name okay. or whatever you don't want to call him. So let's say, like, example, Brock, my my middle son, his name is Brock Collins. Oh, excuse me. I was nice knocks. My wife is just, my kids are disowning me right now. We have... Brock Sitman, which is my wife's mother's maiden name. Okay. And then we have Knox Collins, who's also a family name for my wife's side. Mm-hmm. Because, and then Jackson's named after me, Jackson Tyler. Okay. Okay. But the reason you do that is because you let that be the, the wife's name, be the middle name. We don't call him Collins. We don't call Knox Collins. We don't call Brock Sitman. You call whatever you're going to call the kid is the first name. Mm-hmm. Because the la- it's a boy. Mm-hmm. Your name and the boy will all, will live on forever. So the last name will live on forever because it's a boy. Does that make sense? Yeah. If it's a girl, you want to go with the the dad side of the family because her last name is going to change. Presumably. Probably. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. like your daughters, McCready, is not going to be McCready forever. It's going to be whatever, whoever they marry. Unless they go, you get you get them you get them to hyphenate it for you, all right. But you know what I'm saying, like yeah, so sure. you allow the you take whatever name they want, the family name, you make it the middle name, and then put your manly name or whatever you want to as the first name, whatever you're going to call the kid. So he's known as is butcher, you know, butch, uh, whatever the last butcher. name is, yeah, butch whatever, butch Smith, and then the middle name is the family name. So that's what I would do. Yeah, because your last name is the one that's going to be carried on, and it's a boy, so his last name is going to be carried on. So that's your side of it. That would be my advice. Yeah, it's probably that's pretty good. I mean, I'd have to. I wish I could hear the name because sometimes what the whole. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you in on one other thing real quick about about your your your, your kid. Yeah, and know the name first. That probably would have helped. That would have helped. Um, I don't know that I don't know that your kid's name is the most important thing. I would probably push back on that a little bit. Um, and, and look, I get it, I get it. We I have two girls, and then we had a boy, and I always figured the. I mean, it's like one of the famous stories, not famous stories, not famous to anybody. But to me, it's from a, a memorable. <laughs> the infamous story. <laughs> it's a memorable thing when, you know, we're at the ultrasound the, the, on the last, on Carson, and, and you know, she, the nurse looked at me and she goes, do y'all want to know what it is? And I was like, I already know what it is. It's a girl. I, I make girls. <laughs> and and she didn't say anything. She's doing her thing, counting toes and fingers yeah. and all that stuff. And then she kind of looks up at me and she goes, you want to know? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, whatever. And. She goes, well, then she kind of made some comment like, you want to bet? And that was when I realized it's, it's you know, it's, it was a boy, and I was stunned. And I was super excited. But the whole it's different this time, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do not do that. That's that's not – don't do that. Yeah. The only name that matters is what you call them. Yeah, and, and, and the whole – like Brock recently. The, the whole the whole manly thing. He, he's 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 going to grow up to be whatever he's kind of going to grow up to be. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he's he's, and that, 
I don't know. I, I always kind of push back on some of that stuff because we have this traditional thing about like what's manly or whatever. And, and I don't know. I think your character is not really defined by that stuff over time. Don't don't tell that to Johnny Cash. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you know the. Uh, so, I'll go ahead and embarrass myself. So I get I get shit probably at least once or twice a year, just randomly. Um, when Jackson was born, I wanted to name him Absolute. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I wanted to name I wanted to name my Absolute for one of my kids, and I I didn't it didn't work that way. <laughs> I lost. Yes, thank God. <laughs> I lost. Like I lost. after the vodka. Well, not necessarily after the vodka, but just absolute. With an E on the end or no E? Oh, I didn't have... Dude, I can't spell. I don't know. <laughs> However you spell absolute. Well, the vodka doesn't have an E. Oh, The so word absolute yeah, I, has an E. We didn't get to... I didn't get to the discussion no. of how to spell it. I got... That one got shut down pretty quick. <laughs> she was like, how about this name with Tyler? I said, that sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. But no, I like... Uh, I do like that Brock, Brock and Knox have uh, my wife's family names. Yeah. You know, and it's their last names as their middle names. We did, we did family names on all the middle names. We had a girl name picked out, but we never had a girl. So we were, or if we had a girl, her name was going to be McKenna Marie. Well, had Carson been a girl, we were going to have a family crisis. Well, because we were kind of convinced we were going to go with C names because we already had Campbell yeah. and Caroline, and so had Carson been a girl, I was advocating for Catherine with a C. Okay. Because I like that name. I right. always thought that was a cool name. Yeah. Kind of traditional. I like it. But my brother has a daughter named Kate with a K. And everyone's like, well, you can't use Kate and Catherine. Like, Why not? Why the hell not? They don't spell it the same way. Why not? Yeah. And everyone's like, well, you just can't. I was like, well, says who? Where's the where's the rule on that? Like we got we got we got saved. Bob's in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. I knew Bob was gonna give me shit. He said my most Thank you, Bob. <laughs> And then, uh, hey, Bob did say you something else. You could name you could have named one of yours Camus. Oh, Camus. There well, that go. was but that would be if I had a if I had another one. And if I have another one, it's not mine. So there's gonna be some there's gonna be some repercussions because we've had I'm the uh, I'm the poster child for the reason you don't go get snip snip. <laughs> don't well, that can be life advice for another day. If you got snip snip advice you're looking for, don't send that question in because I'm gonna give you uh, give you bad advice on that. I'll tell you, don't do it. It's a trick. That's all I got today, boss. All right. You see what time it is, by the way? Look at that right at 3 o'clock. We did it. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. We'll make our championship picks. We'll see what else is going on in the coaching world by then. Could be uh, could be some stuff. We'll talk about different scenarios, the CFP updated ranking thing that they do. They'll set it up. Tuesday night. You'll know what they're thinking. They'll set it up tonight. Well, if that's the case, we'll, we'll get a chance to really talk about it. Uh, on... on <laughs> Name your child fourth and 31. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Strong. That is strong. That's Grind's next next kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you'll know Grind really lost a bet. Grind is the first name, and it's going to be It's fourth and 31. <laughs> all right, we're going to stop there. Appreciate everybody for being with us. Thanks to all the people at Rain at uh, Cooper Chevrolet for sponsoring our show. And uh, we'll be back with you on Thursday for another edition. Until then, for Tyler, I'm Neil. Take care.